On today's episode of the Korea Pact podcast, I talk about social anxiety. I feel like a lot of people struggle with it in 2023, so I broke down three to four tips that may help you. They have helped me, and yeah, stick around to the end. Hope you guys enjoy. Let's get into today's episode. Who here suffers with social anxiety? I know I do sometimes, and I used to a lot. Welcome back to the Korea Pact podcast, guys. My name is Neil Patel. And on this podcast, I combine creativity and impact and hope to give a little bit more than I can get. Social anxiety. A lot of the world struggles with it. We got to love it, don't we? Because social anxiety is caused in 2023 from a lot of things. And these things I feel like are pretty self-explanatory. Being on our phones 24-7, all of our digital devices, work from home culture, we don't want to leave the house, online classes, this, that, and the other. We can understand why so many people struggle with social anxiety in 2023. So this episode today will pertain to peeps who hang out with their friends, want to go to networking events, but have social anxiety, struggle with getting out of their comfort zone when they want to say something in a class or a meeting, but they don't because of this beautiful thing that we call social anxiety. So first off, let's get clear on what social anxiety is. This is what we love about a simple Google search. Social anxiety disorder is an intense, persistent fear of being watched and judged by others. This fear can affect work, school, other daily activities, and it can even make it hard to make or keep friends. Okay, boom. We know what it is. The first question we must address, why do we get social anxiety? So many people have it. I had it a ton. I dealt with it. Now I've kind of moved past it a little bit, but there are still certain situations that I'm in where it's like, ah, dang, I could have made a little bit more eye contact. I could have been a little bit better about handling the situation. I maybe should have said this and not just stood there and look like an idiot. Most people get this because they overthink. They overthink a lot. The people who get social anxiety enter situations with immediate questions and questions that they psych themselves out over, and it just causes them to create all this unnecessary stress. So, so questions like, what if someone is watching me? What do they think of me? How do they think I look? What if I sound stupid? What if I look dumb publicly? What if I say this thing and they don't like it, or I say the complete wrong thing? And when we do this, our mind enters this deep state of analysis paralysis or something that's called analytical overdrive. And we struggle to silence this dumb inner voice that keeps us in the state of overthinking. We want to overcome this inner voice, but we're not able to because of our constant overthinking and our mind being in hyperdrive or hyper overdrive, whatever you want to call it. The first thing when you enter any social situation, and these are going to be you know small tips, but very effective. For anyone who has minor level of social anxiety or even major levels, because it applies to both. First thing that we can do is just stand up straight. Stand up straight like you are trying to break an egg with the middle of your back. So stand up straight, shoulders back, and slow down your breathing. So though that's the first thing. Stand up straight, shoulders back, and slow down your breathing. The thing with the breathing is make sure that these breaths are really slow, really slow exhales. So in through the nose, out through the mouth. 
I used to do Jay Shetty guided meditations before I moved on to calm meditations on YouTube. One thing he emphasized is four seconds in, seven seconds out. And I really love that principle. When you are trying to slow down your breathing, just focus on that four seconds in, seven seconds out. You see that extremely long exhale? That's what I'm talking about. And when we're in these situations, what social anxiety does is that it increases our levels of adrenaline, which changes our pattern of breathing, leading to us feeling more panicked, more rushed, a state of fight or flight. So when we slow down our breathing, which should be the first thing we do, it calms down our amygdala. And it'll give you a reset of your current state whenever you feel like your social anxiety or anxiety in general starts to activate. And that inner voice that keeps asking you all these questions will slowly start to dissipate if you just focus on taking maybe three to five long, deep breaths. I know it's so simple, but if everyone struggles with it, it is the simplest things that may be the solution to it. So that was the first thing. Stand up straight, shoulders back, and slow down your breathing. Number two, this one is so polar opposite and scary because the people who struggle with social anxiety are terrified of this. Make more eye contact. That's the second thing. Make more eye contact. And like I said, people who struggle with this, they completely avoid this because they don't want people to see them or even want to interact they just want to avoid eye contact as a whole, as much as possible. But here's the problem. The problem is without eye contact, we won't get any reassurance for anything that we are or aren't doing. So the technical term for this is called reassuring stimuli. If our brain isn't fed any information, data, or experience, our brain keeps working in this hyperdrive state leading us to more of an analysis paralysis and analytical thinking where guess what comes back those annoying anxiety question or anxiety driving questions that we hate as people who have social anxiety so we may sit there avoiding interactions avoiding eye contact being homebodies not wanting to get out of our comfort zones while our brain forces us into a thousand different hypothetical situations that don't help us at all. It's like you're trying to talk yourself into being good at something. If you're at an event and if you're trying to talk yourself into looking smart or acting sharp or saying the things that everyone wants to hear all in your brain and you're not actually doing those things, your brain isn't getting any reinsurance, any information, data, or experience to back up the claims that you're making to yourself in your mind. So staying there, avoiding interactions, avoiding eye contact is not the best approach. And when I say make eye contact, I'm not saying to stare into someone's soul like you want to fall in love with them. No. Make the eye contact brief. It doesn't have to be excessive. Like if you're talking to someone and like, for example, if you're, if you're in a circle and if, you're, if there's three to four people and you're talking to them, whoever's talking, just make brief eye contact with them. Maybe one to three seconds, nod your head and just be like, hmm, that seems interesting. Turn your, turn your head or turn your attention to more of a neutral position within the room. 
the more you do that, the more comfortable you feel within the space that you're actually in. And again, you guys can use your own judgment for this. It doesn't always have to be in these like big social conference events or big social birthday parties, whatever it is, we can work up to that. Just hear me out for now. Make a little bit of eye contact, make it brief. And remember, it doesn't have to be accessible. And the third thing, the third thing that may improve our social anxiety a little bit is smile smile like with our big beautiful white teeth unless you drink coffee you may not have white teeth but smile make it a norm to smile more often and this is just like a basic mirroring mirroring technique if you smile at someone nine times out of ten they're going to smile right back at you because the power of a smile i feel like is unmatched when i'm out and about in public if i'm seeing someone randomly around the corner I make it a norm to look at them and just smile. And it doesn't have, have to be like some big cheesy smile. It's just like a basic smile with your mouth closed. Like, hi, how you doing? How are you? Type of smile. It doesn't have to be super excessive. It can be basic. But it's giving your brain the data, the information, and the experience that if you smile at someone and they smile back, they don't hate you. They don't think you're a shitty person. They respect you for the smile that you just gave them and they give one back. And if they don't, that's cool. Keep it moving. That's a small example for when you can use a smile. Another thing it does is if you smile at someone, they smile back while keeping eye contact. The thing that it does to you internally is it relaxes you. You're getting visual feedback that, hey, they're not thinking you're a weirdo or look stupid or you don't know anything. No, you smile at them. They smile back and bam. Maybe a conversation may spark up because of it. And it feels good to be like, hmm, hey, this person probably likes me or appreciates me, whatever. These three tips are to be used in most basic situations, maybe like a 15 second or 30 second exercise. These can be practiced, of course, in big events, like I mentioned earlier. But for someone who's starting out and someone who is really uncomfortable getting outside and being social, this can be practiced when you approach a cashier at a checkout at a restaurant when a waiter is ready to take your order with a teacher with a boss at work meeting a new friend of another friend for me my favorite place to do this at is my favorite place to eat chipotle because i love chipotle when i walk in i walk in shoulder straight head up chest out look at the worker make eye contact smile and say hey how's it going today how are you are you doing well how has your day been going as a whole and we may not realize it, but fast food workers, workers at big retail stores, they really appreciate those little moments of kindness and just asking someone how their day is going, making eye contact, smiling at someone. These basic human gestures that we are privileged to have are so powerful in enhancing our social experiences, our communications, our connections. But again, social media everything that we're exposed to, working from home, online classes, not being out and about, it kind of limits us from doing those things. These little five to 10 second, 30 second interactions are great exercises to practice being comfortable in social situations at a smaller scale. I would recommend practicing these three tips at a smaller scale before leveling up to doing it at a big birthday party or a networking event, 
a conference, etc. You know, my girlfriend, she is actually a great example of someone who has overcame social anxiety. She is so much better in social settings now. When I first started dating her, when we would go out, I would be the one who would always order. If we were in a store, we were checking out. I would be the one who always checks out. I would be the person to ask someone for help or just these little mini interactions. I would always be the first one to take that step, ask the question, be like, hey, excuse me, can you help us with this? Because she would have that social anxiety. She wouldn't want to. She wouldn't know what to say. She would freeze up. But over time, the more her work has entailed communications, being with clients, managing people, the more she's learned, the more experience that she's had, she's become so good in social situations. She's overcame that social anxiety. And now, oftentimes, whenever we are out and we have to order something or if we are ordering drinks at a bar, whatever it is, she's the first one to go up, go up to the bar or whatever place we're at and be like, hey, yes, I need this. I would I need this, please. Or making a basic phone call to like customer service somewhere. She's always the one taking that leap and just going after it, doing the thing. She's not afraid of that social anxiety anymore as much as she used to be. There still may be certain situations where she may freeze up or that social anxiety starts to creep back in. But for the most part, it has become so much better over the past two to three years of me knowing her. And number four, this is probably a bonus one that I will throw in there. Personally, my favorite one, nobody cares. Nobody gives a crap. Everyone is so focused on themselves. If we keep dwelling on what people think of us in social situations, take this from me, no one cares and you will probably never see them again. I know that's a little bit of harsh advice, but for anyone who does struggle with it, it is very real advice and it is one that must be beaten into our heads until we fully understand it. It's funny. Think about it like this. How many people that are like in their 40s, 50s, and 60s genuinely care about their social caringness of what other people think? I feel like anytime I'm around people within that age group, they don't give a shit. And the older they get, they've realized that people aren't thinking about you in the first place. They don't care about you. They all have their own things going on. So focus on you and do what you want to do. That is a lesson that I've learned. So I am actively trying to beat out what other people think of me and caring about all that. And same holds true for being in social situations. I have a challenge that I want to do to practice beating out this fear of social anxiety out of myself. Like, I just want to take a big fat camera and just record myself walking through like an airport or walking through like a Target or a mall to just make a point that no one really fucking cares. And I'll be honest, I'm struggling taking that leap right now because I do care a little bit. I do. I'm not at that point yet. As far as putting myself online, talking into a microphone, I don't have that social anxiety. I don't have the anxiety of what people are going to think online anymore. I really don't. But when it comes to like people, mass amounts of people around me, I get that a little bit. When it comes to like me being in a meeting or when I'm talking to a people full, uh, like a classroom full of people, like kids, high school kids, college kids, like I've done that in the past. 
interviews, presentations, very little anxiety, something that can be beaten out of me very, very quickly. But when it comes to doing something like that, a challenge that I want to do, that I will do, there is a little bit of social anxiety that does creep in and be like, fuck, man, what is everyone going to think? Are people going to be looking at me? They're going to be like, dude, this dude is so stupid. But now that I'm thinking about it, it's like people genuinely don't care. They really, really don't. And for the most part, in my day-to-day life, whenever I want to do something, I'll do it. Because if I take a step back and tell myself, man, who gives a crap? Nobody cares. None of these people will ever see me again. I tend to snap out of it and just do what I need to do. Get it done. Get it out there. And I move on. But I'm very aware and I understand that a lot of people do not operate that way. They do not operate that way. So those first three tips and even the fourth tip, I know it's a little bit harsh, but I feel like it's very, very applicable to everyone. Take those tips in, understand those, and just implement those little things whenever you are in social situations. And over a longer period of time, it will help us become better in massive groups of social areas things, whatever. I don't even know what I'm saying at this point. These are the few things I tend to focus on when in social situations. That's all I have for you guys today. Hope you guys enjoyed. I appreciate you guys for listening. Again, the support lately has been tremendous and I'm extremely grateful, extremely appreciative. So yeah, thanks so much for being cool and sticking away, sticking away, making it to the end. And I will see you guys tomorrow. Take care. Tell someone that you love them and go do something nice for someone today because they genuinely deserve it. And please do not judge me for wearing this tie-dye again. Check out yesterday's podcast, the end of it. I had a little bar about this tie-dye, but don't judge me. I love this t-shirt. It's my favorite. I made it in 10th grade. I'm still wearing it seven years later. But yeah. All right. I'm out. Later. I'll see you guys tomorrow. Peace.